And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Corner Full of Fed podcast. And I'm back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays here on the Corner Full of Fed podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finance and fitness and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and save less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, when my co-host Jordan went on paternity leave, I started these Wealth Wednesdays where we get straight to the finance information, no filler in between. And I know y'all see the topic of today's video. I touched on it, I believe, last episode. We talked about one trillion in car debt on the last episode. And I was originally going to talk about the cost of cars now because the car payment amount continues to go up and up and up. And that's what we're going to get into today. But before I get started, y'all know what y'all need to do. If I can if I can pull up whatever the banner. Anyways, make sure to hit that like button, share and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you leave those rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. And if you have any comments, Questions or concerns, let Jordan and I know what you think about the video by leaving a comment below. See, I finally worked on adding that to the beginning where most people are still watching this. Now, my co Jordan information, Stop Stalling J, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, finally fit 06. Instagram, finally fit Facebook, finally fit.live is a website where you can sign up for the virtual training sessions. 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday and Wednesday. If you can't make those classes, you still get access to the Google Drive as well as once a month coaching uh, sessions with Jordan as far as checking in on, you know, how your progress is going from a diet standpoint, working out. All that stuff that Jordan does, you know, that's what he handles. I don't do that. For myself, sideline underscore Corey, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and all my financial coaching information is in the show notes below, and all of Jordan information is in the show notes on YouTube as well. Speaking as as Speaking as speaking of paternity leave, mine is my wife and I are going to try to make it happen in the next two or three days. So I'm gonna try to record a handful of episodes. We still coordinate if my mother-in-law's coming, what my mom's doing. It's so much stuff going on right now. But sooner rather than later, if I do happen to miss a couple episodes, watch the latest one and you're gonna know exactly why. But I'm trying to make sure I have a handful up. So if I if I am unable to record. You guys still have some content out there, all right? But, and I, and I already know the one I'm going to do first is the student loan. student loans. We know they won't go away. It's a freaking parasite. But the SAVE, I don't know if it's called the SAVE Act, but it's called, let me see what it's called. It's called SAVE, SAVE Repayment Plan. Okay, that, that's going to be the next. I was going to do that today, but I was like, mm, I said I was going to do the car loan stuff today. I'm trying to do my best, you know, keep my word and stick to what I say I'm going to record next, unless something major happens. The SAVE program, look, student loans are what they are. You know, they start back up in August, excuse me, in October. Interest starts back up September. So a week from um, a week from tomorrow, the SAVE repayment plan, I'm a, I have no idea what it's about. I just saw something on Instagram real quick about it. Interesting, interested to see how that benefits people. But some of the stuff I heard, I was like, oh my goodness. It's all about making it so you... Is it a repayment plan? Because it's called the save repayment plan. What type of repayment plan is it if it actually doesn't help you repay the debt? We're not talking about that right now. All right, that's it. Locked and loaded. And again, don't sue me, sue your mama. This is for entertainment purposes only. Myself, nor Jordan, or finance and fitness professionals. Any and everything you hear on here is for entertainment purposes only. And you need to seek a professional and do your own research before taking any action. All right, y'all. Let's get into the true cost of cars. And yes, dang. does it seem like I'm rushing? Yeah. 
we about to go and get this walking in some curb. I don't know some curb stepping out. I don't know. It's uh, it's a list of things that my wife can do. All right, y'all. Once I figure out how to share this, and again, this isn't posted at eleven o'clock, so I know that means I'm recording it fresh off of work. All right, but I'm gonna still get this posted up on Wednesday. Damn, recording it. All right, y'all. And today we got two articles, so we're not just gonna talk about car loans. But before we get into car loans, let's talk about the one cost that really sneaks up on people. It's the car maintenance. Oh, look at me. I'm at the wrong part of the article. The average cost of car maintenance is by bank rate. And this is oh, published June 5th, 2023. And this is by Rebecca Betterton, edited by Helen Wilbers. The same thing I feel about cars is the same thing I feel about a house. It's not about the purchase price. It is about the purchase price and the payment if you're taking out debt. But the maintenance on a house and a car, really on anything, is what destroys people financially and the thing that people normally don't even think about or plan for however you want to look at it from a financial standpoint definitely for a house at least with a car cars are extremely easy to liquidate and acquire it's not, you can sell a car and buy a car in the same all in one transaction and you don't have to worry about it there's always a place buying a car it's called the dealer they might not give you what you want but you can always just literally just go sell your car to somebody and then buy a car right then and there all in the same transaction a house not so much but when it comes to the maintenance, that is something that can extremely devalue how much, really, whatever the item is. And not just maintenance for cars and a house, but for anything. Maintenance is so key. And that's something that people tend to overlook when it comes to not just a house, but a car as well, which we're going to talk about in this article. For a house, it comes back to bite people when they go to actually sell the house. Unless it's in a crazy housing market. But usually it comes back to bite you because when you were a buyer, right, you weren't a seller. When you were a buyer, you were seeing all these things that needed to be done. You were like, hey, we're not paying for this. You need to take that off. Or you need to get it fixed right? and you know, and add it to the price. However you want to look at it. We're not paying for the stuff that needs to be be fixed. And if we are paying for it, then the sell of the home, the cost of the home needs to drop by that amount. So if it needs $20,000 in maintenance and the home is at 500000 you got to drop it down to four eighty, maybe even more than that, right? Depending on, you know, what exactly needs to be done. But all right, here we go. Price of vehicle ownership adds up. All right, when the time comes to purchase your next car, you must consider the true cost of vehicle ownership. Same thing with home ownership. Includes, right, trip to the mechanic. All right, AAA found that drivers put an average of almost $11,000, $10,728 towards their new cars in 2022. Not including the purchase price. Excuse me. That is a $1,062 increase in the previous year. Wait, what? Those services range in cost. AAA found that drivers put an average of almost 11K towards a car. Is that what is that? Is that just maintenance? Eleven thousand dollars. That that can't be just maintenance. That's to include maybe gas and other things, car insurance. As gas prices rise, it's important to prepare for vehicle costs when budgeting for which car is right for you. I'm not. Are they going to include car insurance and gas? If they include car insurance and gas, yes, it might be around ten k if you drive a lot. Average cost operating a new car in 2022 was almost eleven thousand. What? Average driver spends. Okay, two thousand per year for full coverage. Y'all spending? That's that's roughly what I'm paying. But I'm paying for I'm paying for two vehicles. That's not how much I'm paying for one car. I was paying not even a hundred dollars with Geico. License, okay, license registration and taxes. Yeah, each state is different on their tax for the vehicle for your tax. Six seventy five. Okay, we're we're including all this stuff. Looks like 
Drivers in new vehicles should get their oil change every okay five to seventy five hundred. One in three drivers can afford yes unexpected vehicle repairs. That's why credit card debt is so high. Is what we what we talked about in the last episode. You don't have anywhere from the four to a thousand four hundred to a thousand dollars, whatever it is in that range that less than forty percent or sixty percent, whatever the number is that bank rate usually gives out. Whatever that number is, most people don't even have a thousand dollars. So when these car repairs happen, people usually have to put them on credit cards. All right. Seven point nine percent of drivers have delayed their vehicles routinely. Do not delay the eight percent is not that bad. I mean, somebody's going to delay it, right? Eight percent is not that high. Now, what does that cost the eight percent that's doing it? That's another conversation. But yeah, don't delay your car maintenance. All right. And what you can figure out to do for yourself that will save you tons of money. Go ahead. I remember my engine. I have a Honda Accord. Right? I'm on the Honda Honda gang. So I'm supposed to be on the cheaper side from the maintenance standpoint. But I remember my, when I first needed my engine air filter and my cabin air filter to get changed, they were going to charge me like over $100 for each. I knew it was going to be over 200 One of them might have been like 150 170 It was something crazy. I said, really, is it that much? And then the guy, I'm not a car person for those who don't know. I'm not a car person. I love cars, but I'm not I'm not the maintenance person. I have, This is why you need, first thing I recommend build a team, I have people in my life who are very well versed in vehicles. Anyways, the guy, and this is why I still go to dealership because I respect the person who uh, who helped me that day. He was like, "Yeah, you can just you know get these, change these yourself, and I'll just look up a video." And they're like not even twenty dollars each for each of the the, um, the filters. And he was he was right. It's not that hard to change. None of that it doesn't even take five minutes. You know, it takes more time waiting for it to get here. Extre- extremely easy to fix or swap out. Everyone look at it and easy to check. You know, to see when exactly you need it. But I mean, it was, that's something seven times the price. I mean, I, I've yet, I haven't even changed the air filter and air filter either of them seven times. So there are some things that you might be able to do on your vehicle that you can save a significant amount of money on. And those are some things you need, might might want to look up. Again, it's coming from the car person. I'm not someone to tell you to do maintenance on your car, but there are some things you can probably do that's going to save you a ton of money. All right. Routine vehicle maintenance keeps your car running the way it should. True. And by extension, keeps you and your passengers safe. That's true. One thing too with vehicles, yeah, obviously you need to do proper maintenance so you stay safe. All right, yes, maintenance can vary typically. Right, yeah, mechanic usually going to get things checked out every time you go get your oil changed anywhere from the five to seventy five hundred miles on average. Okay, mechanics are there to help you. They right, also just trying to make money. Yes, also cross reference how much it costs. You know when you're supposed to get this um, maintenance done. So you aren't getting screwed on this. All right, here are the main things, the top five things. Oil change, five to 7,500. That's going to be anywhere from 20 to $75. Basic inspection, every 5,000 miles, 150 to 250. Tire rotation, five to 8,000 miles. That's going to be 35 to $100. Wiper replacement, something like that. Okay, windshield wiper replacement. That's something I need to do. When, windshield wiper replacement. Just, just pay for that yourself, right? If they're going to, sometimes, because they're so easy, They'll usually just charge you for the windshield wipers and it's, you know, it might be a dollar or two more. Okay. But if they're going to charge you like some installation type fee for it, nah, just go ahead and buy the windshield wipers yourself or see if you can buy the windshield wipers for them and then just install them yourself. So something like windshield wipers, um, engineer filter, cabinet filter, again, depends on your vehicle. Those are usually things you'll be able to do for yourself if you're not a car person like me. All right. Yeah. Windshield wipers every six months, 50 to six, 50 to 60. Hold on. Yeah, they fifty to sixty dollars is egregious for windshield wipers. I'm I'm not aware of it costing that much. 
brake pad replacement, ten to yeah, and that that's the brake pad. You need brakes, right? You need to be able to stop the vehicle anywhere from one fifteen to three hundred dollars per axle. So two axles, we got two axle vehicle, right? That's anywhere from uh, two hundred and thirty dollars to six hundred dollars. All right. Now something like the basic inspection, depending on what you get, they might depending on what dealership you go, what maintenance person, a car shop you go to, they might do inspect your vehicle every time for free. It's baked into the cost that you're already paying for some other stuff. So you might see an increase. And like your oil change, but they're doing the inspection as well, re topping off your fluids, all these different type of things. You know, checking your battery. You know, they do all that stuff. It's sort of like baked into the price, even though you don't actually pay for it, quote unquote. Yep, getting new parts. Okay, you will almost certainly have to replace some parts in your vehicle. Not almost certainly, you will either due to a general wear and tear or larger issues. Doesn't matter what the reason is. Replacements, yes. Price tag can be very, very large. Yes, mechanics may not have the exact yep, batteries, transmission, or brakes. Your vehicle requires on hand and delivery takes time. This is more though for you getting this is the benefit of having the um the non-luxury vehicles, but they're those parts are usually more in abundant. And on top of that, the vehicles in general are not as complicated to fix as the luxury vehicles, Mercedes, um, not Lexus. Lexus is extreme. Le Lexus is pretty much a Toyota with, with an L on, <laughs> with an L on it. Um but uh, Mercedes, BMW, Audi, things like that, even though Audi, some could say Audi is just a Volkswagen with, you know, four rings on it. Regardless, though, the luxury vehicles, really more German type of vehicles, they usually are, I want to say more complicated to fix, but harder to fix. And so there are less mechanics. And therefore, since there are less mechanics, slash there to be, I would say, not more specialized because I'm way out of my wheelhouse. But in short, it's not as many people can fix an Audi that can fix a honda therefore the mechanics cost more it's, it's kind of that then on top of the, the the parts themselves but the amount of mechanics who can actually fix the vehicle that's why you can sort of take like your honda or your toyota kind of just anywhere to fix it it's not that complicated they usually don't have all these different type of specialized parts versus something like a mercedes you need to take your mercedes to the mercedes dealership you need to you highly highly recommend you do that all right because that, that could cause you more issues. You got the wrong part put on there, things like that. Those luxury vehicles usually typically require the parts that are just for that vehicle. Okay, outside, okay, two common factors that influence cost of your vehicle type. Luxury, okay. I, I swear to y'all, I don't read ahead. First time reading the article. Luxury vehicles carry higher cost for parts and the market cost. Consumer also, excuse me, consumers are also directly impacted by an increase in cost from inflation and availability of vehicle parts. Yep. If you're comfortable working with vehicles, you can save money by replacing your air. I swear. <laughs> Shout out to Gary V. I love the internet timestamps. I swear to y'all, I do not read these these articles ahead of time. I told y'all, and I I'm not a vehicle person. I will fold vehicles and snakes. I, I I'm not I'm not an expert. I mean, I don't rock with snakes at all. Terrified. I know nothing about cars. I mean, I, I know where to put the gas and things like that, but I'm not fixing them. Look, change your air filter. Okay, vehicle part, tires, okay, mileage. I mean, tires vary widely. If you got a lot, a lot of y'all can't afford your vehicle because you got the big ass truck and you can't buy them tires. You might have to spend a couple racks buying, buying your tires. Also, too, something like tires, again, depends on the vehicle. You have kind of tires you need, but it might be cheaper. Not might be, it's usually going to be cheaper if you don't get it from dealership. I remember they wanted almost $2,000. For the tires that came with my car, that was what I got into the dealership. It was almost half the price um, going through Walmart. I'm like, what? And that, not just Walmart, anywhere else that just sold the tire. I mean, you just look up your tire that you have. 
All right, air filter replacement. See, look, this ain't 35 to 80. Look, 80, y'all. Air filter replacement, engine, and cabins. This is usually, by the way, two. I don't know every vehicle. Two separate things usually, though. Your engine air filter, then your cabin air filter. So both might cost 35 so $70 total. I would say that's on the high end, depending on the type of vehicle. But I, I, I literally just replaced mine. Irony. It wasn't even, I think it was, you know, with tax, $42. All right, so not even in this range. They're, they were Only one of them was over $20, I think, before tax. And then brake pad replacement. Didn't they already say brake pad replacement? Okay, they're letting you know. Get your brakes changed. All right, cost of vehicle parts over the past 10 years. So vehicle parts, what is that? The, look, look at the price. This is probably going to be since the pandemic. Right, right, right. Yep, the pandemic. Look at that spike. Unexpected repairs. Surprise costs are bound to come up in vehicle ownership. This is going to be an unexpected spill. I want to be clear. You spill something in your vehicle. When we're talking about car repairs, we're talking about things that are going to impact the safety, something like brakes or seatbelts, and the ability to actually drive the vehicle. If you spill something in your car, j just don't, I mean, take the L. Take the L. That's not an unexpected, look, it's going to be an unexpected spill that stains the interior of your car. Who cares? Or something more serious like a fender bender, right? You get an accident. If you get an accident, that's what you have insurance for. So you, know, you just got to pay that deductible. Either way, it is important to have extra money saved in case unexpected repairs pop up. Yes, classify if you mess up the interior as a repair, but not. I, we're not talking about cosmetic repairs here. All right, if you if you got a whole bunch of stains in your car, who cares? I mean, wait till you have kids. Like, what do you think your kids gonna do? I'm mean, gonna tell my wife that. Like, we're not about to get you a crazy nice car because these kids about to mess it up. I highly recommend you do not get an extremely nice vehicle until your kids are well within their teenage years, like almost at the house. Because you can. I mean, if you want to put some little. Not bad kids, but you know, kids make a mess in the sense, you know, bad kids. Some little snotty no kids. All right, your kids got friends. You got you know, pick them up, take them places. All of your nice luxury whip, man. That's, I mean, you just wasting the money. All right, AAA found that nearly one in three drivers cannot afford a bill for an unexpected repair. What's the cost though? And what, what's the definition of unexpected? While these costs are mostly out of your control, you can save future stress by budgeting for the worst case scenario. Excuse me. Yeah, shop around for your repair, right, for prices. Contact your insurance company, see what is covered before spending money on repair. All right, here's an outline of common repairs that may come up and the costs that are associated with them. Flat or blown tire. See, unexpected repair. T blown, catching a flat or a blown tire, that's unexpected. But the replacement of the tire of itself, you know you have to replace your tires. That is a known purchase. And you know you have four tires. Well, some of you got that spare. Um, if you got, you know, you got the Jeep, but you know, you're gonna have to replace your tires at some point in time, you know, around the mile or so, you know, let's say your tires last for 50,000 miles and you put 10,000 miles on it, right? Every year. So, you know, you got five years that your tires are going to last. You need to start preparing as you get around, I don't know, maybe four years out, however long it's going to take you to save up to buy your tires. So you can replace those tires when it's time to transmission issue. That's vague. Weather related damage. See if, if this is cosmetic again, scratches, dents. I mean, weather-related damage, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but again, your insurance might pay for that. Minor collisions. What minor collision? What? $50. That might be you know, a little scratch something. Engine overheating. Okay. Dead battery. Dead battery is not... Dead battery is unexpected, but you know you're going to have to replace your battery, so that's not unexpected. Broken starter mower. So dead battery and flat tires, these are the things where we talk about knowing, um, you know, truly classifying what is and is not an emergency. 
All right. And you you know for a fact, because if you're driving, you get a flat, you know, your tire gets blown. It's a flat. As long as you know you don't crash, don't hit nobody, you know, you're you're safe, you're able, you know, pull your car over on the side of the highway or the road, whatever it is. That's that's the emergency. The fact that your tire is blown out, you know you're gonna need a new tire. And to be extremely respectful or disrespectful, should I say, even though most people don't have the four hundred to a thousand dollars, tire a tire, if you get one blown tire, doesn't cost that much. I got new tires right before Thanksgiving. And then, mind you, I'm, I'm working from home. So I got new tires. And then March, maybe, I caught a flat. And I don't even drive. I don't drive nowhere. I did drive to North Carolina for Thanksgiving. But outside of that, I don't drive nowhere pretty much at all. And when I caught a flat, I'm like, I don't even know where I've been last. Because all I do is drive to a grocery store and get my hair cut. Like, I don't even go anywhere. And so, um, you know, but it was only a couple hundred dollars to get the, the tire fixed. And it's like. If you can't take the couple hundred dollar hit for a vehicle, you might need to stay your ass in the house and stop going to Starbucks, right? This is why you need to stop going to Starbucks because you can't afford the $45 dead battery, all right? I understand what people mean when they make those statements. Yes, increase your income. You can only lower expenses, but so much. But you need to know how to manage your money and you might have an issue managing. You're literally addicted to Starbucks. You have a problem. You have an addiction issue. And that's why you actually need to stop going to Starbucks because they're, they're legally giving away drugs. Shout out to caffeine. Anyways, cost by brand. Out the door price of a higher end vehicle is higher than a standard car, and its maintenance will carry right higher costs as well. One thing is with cars as well, the maintenance becomes more frequent and or can cost more as the vehicle gets older. So the the one thing with vehicles, to why people say you know don't take out a loan, is that not only do they depreciate, the cost to maintain them goes up. So, um. They're inverse of each other, right? They're they're opposite of each other. Right? As your as time goes on, your vehicle begins to depreciate. The wear and tear increases, and as time goes on, the cost and the maintenance as much you spend on the as much as you spend on the vehicle to maintain it to keep it up and running increases. All right, your okay, yeah, you might get a warranty, right? Your more warranty might expire. I know, yeah. One thing, my um my AC and condenser messed up. It was still under warranty than that. You know, the normal warranty comes with a vehicle. I think they said it was like gonna be like three racks or something. I'm like, dang, dang. I mean, I got the three, I got the three thousand. I'm like, thank God. And that was last year too. All right. While it might, may seem obvious that mid and high and vehicles require high end upkeep, this is not always the case. Take Dodge for example. Excuse me. All those amid Dodge is a mid tier option. The five year maintenance cost. Here's what Mercedes drivers must pay. Wow, did not know that. Let me look that up. Cheapest car brands to maintain. Cause I look at this list every now and then. Let's see what the cheapest car brands are. Brains brands are to maintain. Okay, we got Toyota, Mitsubishi, Honda. Let's see where Ford's at. The same Ford is at. Excuse me, Dodge eleven thousand. Isn't it? Is Ram different from Dodge Ram? These look like different vehicles. Oh, okay. These are these are models. These aren't brands. No, no, these are brands. What's the difference between Ram and Dodge? Whatever. No need to deal with that right now. Let's see where Mercedes is at. It's not on the list. It is not on the list. 
I had one thing. It was just a, it was just an order of everything. Tesla, Tesla Model Three, cheapest. Yeah, I, electric cars. I think I want to say are cheaper. I think it it costs more to replace something, but the maintenance is lower because you don't have you don't do any of you don't have it. To my knowledge, you don't have any of the fluid stuff because you got electric. You know. Okay, here we go. Most expensive cars to maintain in 2023 is a Ram. Wow. Ram like a Dodge. Isn't that Dodge Ram? Is Ram different from Dodge? If you have a Ram, look, look at me, y'all, just gain information. If you have a Ram, have a used Ram that dates before 2009, you might still have the Dodge Ram emblem. The company dropped the Dodge 2009, so all trucks made from this day forward were simply Ram trucks. And though Dodge and Ram are still part of the same company, the trucks are labeled solely as Ram. Okay. They're separate brands. Got it. Did not know that. Understood. But, <laughs> again, Dodge, you know, crazy. They got it as number one. I mean, they were, I mean, that's above port. Look, I mean, look at this. About Porsche, BMW, Mercedes, as they said, that is crazy. And it's, you know, that Ram, those large trucks, makes sense. All right, here we go. And it says take Dodge, for example. All right. Consider the value comes right when a vehicle, when it comes down to how many times you have to take it to the body shop. But even regular costs like gas can be more expensive, right? Yeah, if you got to buy premium. I remember I, I bought premium for my first, my first two vehicles are Acura TSXs. I was buying uh, my gas. I was paying over three dollars, four dollars in gas, and I was making seven twenty-five at Burger King. Crazy times! What was I doing out here? All right, the research of the annual, the research of the average annual cost of vehicle brands estimate how much a car will cost. Not, not I went to this. I, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't read ahead. I went to find research on how much these these brands cost in this right here. Cumulative five-year maintenance. BMW nine hundred thirty. That must mean in five years you're not buying no tires. This must not include tires. This must be expected maintenance. Look at Mercedes, almost 2,000. That's crazy. BMW at 930. I'm not sure where they're getting that number from. Interesting. Cost by vehicle type. All right, well, we're almost done. So let's take a get to the bottom line. All right, yeah, okay, we're almost done. All right, yep, okay, yeah, the type of vehicle you have, right, as you can imagine, the size of the vehicle costs more, same thing with gas, yada, yada, yada. Smaller sedans are the cheapest. And then half half ton pickup, which I guess a Dodge Ram, I mean, excuse me, a Ram is right. Very simple. Electric vehicle car sales. Yeah, they're going up. You mentioned bottom line maintenance is unavoidable and vehicle ownership true. But by understanding average cost, you can accurately budget for routine maintenance and surprise repairs. I want to be clear. Let me finish reading this. Research mechanics and consult your owner's manual to confirm you are meeting your specific vehicle needs. Most, not all, but most car repairs, they're not surprised. I mean, you can't, you already know what, you know, maintenance, know what things you have to maintain with your vehicle because it comes with it. Now, if you decide to get some aftermarket stuff, that's different, right? Just assuming stock stuff. But there, there aren't that many two like surprise things that can happen. Now, it is a surprise, like if your engine gets blown. But if your engine gets blown, that's an emergency. We would classify your engine getting blown as emergency. We wouldn't classify you catching a flat tire or even all your tires going flat at the same time as an emergency. Right? I mean, it sucks. It'd be an inconvenience, but it's not something 
hopefully you wouldn't have to tap into the emergency fund for it. It'd be something you could cash flow right then and there or just wait to save up for it. Now, you know, how often do people get off or their tires flat at the same time, right? But if you get just one, if you just catch a flat, or right, you see all these people with a flat tire on the side of the road, that's a couple hundred dollars. I mean, you should be able to cash flow that out of your budget and tell you the truth. Right? And if you're in a position where you can't do that yet, you might need to stay in your house and stop drinking Starbucks. Right? That, that's the conversation people don't want to have. If you can't afford a couple hundred dollars to get your one tire replaced, how, you might not even need to be able to drive a lot. Why, why do you get to do all this driving, but you can't afford the basic <laughs> maintenance for your vehicle that's required to drive it? And then you're more of a risk for everybody else on the road. On the road. It's like, no. All right. All right. Again, average car cost of car maintenance. This is again by Rebecca Burton and Helen Wilbers. What did it say? Rebecca was a what? Oh, she writes about the auto loans. Cool. All right. Here we go. Now the next one. So all that, all that maintenance when it comes to the vehicle, the cost. Now let's talk about this stupid ad right here. Let me get this ad out. It's not an ad. It wants me to sign in. Now we're on a nerd wallet and we're going to talk about, okay. What's the average car payment per month? Let's see how well can y'all see that. Probably not that well. Let's zoom in one more time. All right. And again, this is by Shannon Bradley, and this is updated August 15, 2023. The average monthly car. God damn, what are you Negroes doing? It's not just black people doing this. This is insanity. Every time I see this number, I just die. I can't believe it's that high. Sometimes, I, not not that I wish I had a different job, but you know, I could speak more freely about some things. But this needs to be fixed. If there was that, screw student loans. Car loans, average monthly car payment is $725. That's the issue. Because at least in theory, the theory behind the student loans is that you're taking out this debt to make more money. The, not the theory behind the car loans. What happens is that this is about to go down in value. And when you sell it, you're going to get, you know, it just costs you money. There's no benefit. Oh, my goodness. $725 for new cars. And five, it's still five sixteen dollars for used. I don't know if I'm going to get to this article. Several factors determine your payment. Thank you, Shannon. This is, I mean, we don't need nothing else, Shannon Bradley. Thank you. This, this is all I need. What's the average car payment per month? The average monthly car payment for new cars is $725. You cars is $516. A lot of things impact these numbers. That's it. We don't need to know nothing else. All right, y'all. Let's get to $725 is, is egregious. It's egregious. Egregious. My guess is interest rates are impacting this, but it, it's still insanity. I can't think off the top of my head. My recommendation for a car payment is none. You know, if you already have a car loan, you're switching out, right? That's cool. That's one thing. But I, I tell people do everything they can to avoid taking out a car payment because this is one of the. I would say car payment, having a car payment for essentially forever, you know, a certain period of time, just always having a car payment. Life insurance and owning a home. I would say those are the three main factors. You know, you know, if you do or don't have life insurance, you know, if you do or don't own a own a home, if you do or don't, you know, have a car payment for an extended period of time in your lifetime. Those three things, I think, are the biggest factors outside of your just flat out savings rate and things that happen to you in life. 
I think whether or not you have a car payment for an extended period of time in your life is way more important than how much money you make. Same thing as far as whether or not you do or don't have life insurance or you're going to buy a house. Car payment, life insurance, purchasing a home, those three things where you stand on that are big factors on, you know, what, how much wealth you end up building over your life long term. Car payment destroy y'all seven. If you want to know how much a lot of money is on a monthly basis, just have the government tell you what how much you can put into a, an IRA every month. They got you right at five hundred forty one dollars and some change. That's what the government says you can put into the, your IRA Roth or traditional every month. All right, the cap is sixty five hundred for a year. Divided by twelve is around five hundred forty dollars. All right, so seven twenty five. The government won't even let you put seven twenty five into your Roth IRA every month. Excuse me. And they haven't even came out with the 120 term or the 10 year car car loans yet. When that comes out, let me say this, because I mean, stuff is trending that way. When the thousand dollar new car payments start coming out, like that's what's going to be the average. And I've seen those before. And this is back in the 2012, 13, 14, 15, whenever that was that I was seeing these numbers. When we start seeing on average a thousand dollars in America, that's it. I mean, what don't do this? Where are the people at in your life to tell you not to take out a car loan for a thousand dollars? Your income has to be insane, insane to even mathematically have it make sense in your budget, regardless if you think you should or shouldn't take out the debt to have a thousand dollar, a thousand dollar car payment. I don't even think I'm going to read this article. I'm just going to skim it and just spaz every time I see something. And this is according to Experian, first quarter of 2023, these numbers, even though this article is written in August. So. But uh, shout out to Shannon Bradley. It's worth noting more recent reports from other industry analysts place the average car payment for new and used vehicles even higher. Jesus Christ. Is this, this is on the low end. We got AutoSite Edmonds reported the average monthly payment for new cars at seven. Okay, not that much higher, eight dollars. And used cars at five. Geez, okay, that's that's a little bit higher. Thank God my wife's car payment is lower than this. But that that's because I'm 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 making sure the proper financial decisions get made. You already got a car loan, cool. We're gonna get you a new car, and the the car payment is gonna be even less than what it is right now. But you still gonna make that same car payment. That's amazing. Anyways. It's not is it a good thing or bad thing to be well versed in how to pay off debt, right? And, and get loans if you do have to do it. But we better get that up out of here. Once once our son is you know good and safe and healthy, that car is that not the car, car payment is gone. All right. When you're buying a car, it's helpful to use the average car payment amount. Don't no 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 no. Simple car, simple car metric. And this is why again. I get my books up right. This is why, let me make sure I can see the camera. This this is why Dave Ramsey recommends no more than 50% of your net worth. Yeah, in vehicles. No, my bad. Your income. So if you make 100K, no more than 50K. But if you make 100K and you're single, do not buy a 50K car. I don't care if you pay cash. 50K in a car making 100K is insanity. Now, if you're at 100K household, you got two vehicles, 25K each. That's a little bit different. You're single. You're one person, no kids. Do not buy a $50,000 car and you make 100K. That is egregious. I would say no more than a third. I know Jordan and I talked about this before. I would say even $33,000. Right? Once you make around six figures and you get your cars anywhere around 30, 35,000. 
that that's about where you want to be at. You know, yeah, yeah. One thing with vehicles, you got taxes and stuff. So let's let's just you know, you know, knock off the taxes. But you know, say flat out, you know, MSRP to make the conversation simple, a third tops 35 percent because I like even numbers. Even a thirty five, you know, is an odd number, but five is such a nice pretty number. Insane, insane. Do not look at the average benchmark. Yeah, I'm gonna get a little bit lower. No, these numbers are insane. Even 569, 516 is crazy for a used car. That is insane. I would say if you make if you make 100k, I know the money guys would they have 28.3, 20% down. Wait, no more than 8% of your growth, something like that, and pay it off in three years, something like something like that. I'm not butchered them, but um, I know that's their principle for it. Dave Ramsey's not gonna tell you to take out debt at all. I'm gonna tell you not to take out any debt at all, but if you are going to, um, have it paid off in a year, a year tops. I don't care, I don't, a year tops. That is too much. Yeah, oh my goodness. When you're buying a car, okay, we were talking about that. What determines your monthly car payment? What you mean, interest in the term and how much you get dispersed, what? Let's say you know nothing about finance. This is your first article. What determines your your monthly car payment? Here's a look at what contributes to the total amount of a car loan payment. Because you know I'm supposed to help people get financially educated. Your loan amount. So how much is this dispersed? So the car costs twenty thousand. You're putting no money down. So you're going to get a loan from your financial institution for twenty thousand dollars. Your interest rate. Let's say the interest rate is five percent. Then they're going to say type of car you buy and where your choice of vehicle can also influence interest rate you receive. For example, some lenders charge higher loan rates for used cars. If you purchase a car from a private seller, your rate might be even higher. True. Yeah. I highly recommend against getting your, um, if you are going to do financing, don't get it from a dealer. But a lot of times people can only qualify. Um, a lot of times when people need a vehicle, they usually aren't going to be able to qualify with their financial institution. So thus they get financing from the dealer. Do not ever roll over negative equity for your car. Some of y'all, especially now, different when Uber wasn't, you know, Lyft. Now that we got Uber and Lyft and y'all be posting all these friends on your Instagram and stuff, catch an Uber or Lyft or catch a ride. Do not, do not roll over negative equity. That is, there are a lot of bad financial decisions you can make, but that's up there. That is up there. I know. My wife did that, but fortunately, during this time period, right, car, you know, used cars were appreciating, so we were able to still get some equity out of her vehicle. Thank God. Um, out of her Jetta, even though she rolled over negative equity before we got together, shut down. And I wouldn't have that, but I was, showing, I was like, oh, I said, like, you rolled over negative equity? I said, no. I'm like, oh, goodness, but you know, thankfully, the, the, thankfully, the used car market went up. Good thing and a bad thing. But okay, type of car, yes. Usually used cars have a higher interest rate than new cars. Then the length of the loan, again, loans, right? Yeah, good for. And also remember for car mortgages are in years for the term. So five year, 10 year, 15, 30, whatever you, you want to think about it that way. For vehicles, the terms are in months. So 24, 36, 48, 60, 72, and 84. And like I said, the 120 or 10 year, right? Car loans, where are they at, right? So right now you'll see in seven months at 84, or excuse me, seven years at 84 months. We have 96, 108, and 120. 100, 108 months, 120 months is going to be crazy. Nine-year, 10-year loans, crazy. But yeah, so for those who don't know, calculate interest rate on anything, how much the loan is dispersed for, what the actual interest rate is, and then the 
um, how long that loan needs to be paid back. That's going to determine your monthly payment. So if you have, let's say, a loan for $12,000 and it needs to be paid back in a year and the interest rate is zero, that's going to be $1,000 a month, right? 1,000 times 12 is 12,000. If you got an interest rate of 6%, I can't do this math in my head, but interest rate of 6%, let's say 7.2%. You're going to get charged 0.006% a month on that $12,000, wherever your balance is, and that's going to you know, have some equation. They're going to tell you how much your payment is going to be, so you pay it off in that time. And again, you're not missing any, any payments, no fees, whatever. To put it simply, your monthly auto loan payment is calculated at the beginning of your loan by dividing total amount interest rate, including interest by the number of months. Okay, like I just said. All right. Recent average averages for factors that affect your car payment. While each car buyer situation is different, the following numbers offer insight into the car financing market in the first quarter of 2023. All right, y'all, we got the average monthly payment. I got new average. We got the average something, and then we got new cars versus used cars. So average monthly payment seven twenty five versus five sixteen new and used. Loan amount forty G's. This is crazy. That means people can't be putting. God, what? I'm sick because we got me and my wife's car in April, so we're right in this time frame, I believe. The first quarter, yeah, April seventy second quarter. Y'all, sorry, I'm talking low. The loan amount for used cars average is $26,000, which is a lot for a used car, but, you know, we had, we had the panorama making prices go up. So let's just say, you know, okay, $26K. It's saying the interest rate is 11.17. For cars, for new cars, it's 6.58. Let me shout out to my credit. Let me see what we, what we got for my wife's car. I know, I know we got less than seven. I think we got six point something. All right, and I'm gonna do uh yeah, we have six point four nine on a used car. Shout out to me. No, shout out to I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say where I, I pick at, even though it's a credit union. Anyways. 6.58 for new, 11, 11.17, 11.17 for used. Outside of credit cards and however the housing market is, because the housing market, their 10% plus interest rates, double digit, it kind of is what it is. Credit cards, if, you, if you're doing debt, credit cards should be the only thing that you have double digit interest rates on. I don't care what anybody says. Do not. Now, not, not saying they don't offer double digit interest rates on other products, as you can see here with cars, but if you're going to take out debt, or get a loan with credit card, whatever it is, the only thing where you should be looking at, oh, I got to pay over 10% of interest is a, is a credit card. That's because they're, they're all pretty much all that. Everything else, nope, you need to make another decision. And not like that, you like you need to do something else. The loan, See, the loan term is the same. Look at the credit score, 742, six, in all honesty, 742 to 677, that's not that big of a difference. That's 70, that's, yeah, that's 70 points. Less than 70 points. That's not that big of a difference. Oh my goodness. 11 11.17% is crazy. And the term is still the same. Oh Lord. Are we done? Okay. Let me see how much more we have to go. Okay, we're almost okay. Cool. We're almost done. That, that's crazy. All right. How credit scores affect okay, yes. Your credit, if you didn't know the higher your credit score. Generally speaking, the higher chance you have of getting a low, why does this keep doing this? The higher chance you have of getting a lower interest rate. 
is that simple? Why, why does it keep doing this? Sorry, y'all. It keeps every time I click, it keeps sending me somewhere. All right, here we go. Yes, your credit score impacts your interest rate and whether or not you're going to qualify for the loan. Let them know your interest rate. All right, average monthly payment we got by credit card. So su super prime, seven eighty one to eight fifty. And this, I swear to y'all, I do not read ahead, but this is where I'm like, you know, remember, I mean, I was a teller. It is what it is. What, what do I know about financial stuff? But this is why I said, y'all, this, this shit is so fucking funny. I try, we try not to cuss on here. 677 to 742. 677 is the average credit score for used cars. 742 is the average credit score for new cars. However, because remember, it's a range for a credit score. That's why I told y'all, never mind. The prime range Starts at 661 and go, goes to 780. So last time I checked, 677 is in between 661 and as well as 742. So in short, most the average buyer for a car, whether it's new or used, is a prime has a prime credit score. This is not that different. And a lot of people say you know we get a 740, 760. I mean, again, if you know. If you know about the seven, you know the seven eighty threshold. How they look at that, that you know. But again, don't don't take out a car loan unless you already have one. And you're switching vehicles and your payments not, and you're gonna pay it off in the same amount of time. Everyone look at it. Do not go further in the car debt. I highly recommend against it. I know some people do. It is what it is. But I mean, car payments are such such a such a leech on your finances. Average monthly payment new car for subprime people is six hundred ninety three dollars. For used car people, it's 502. I'm still on a lower end of this. This, this makes me feel good about my financial decision making. Okay, for the prime people, this is 661 to 780 for their credit score, 733 to 511. Non prime, 765, 529. Again, this is new versus used. Subprime, now, what is not? What is non prime versus subprime? If it's not prime, does that mean it? Never mind. Whatever. 501 to 6. How come people who don't have money should be able to take out debt? If you deep subprime, if you, we might, we might want to do something where either you have a prime credit score, whatever they determine that is, or, you know, super prime, or you just don't have a credit score at all. Like, it's sort of like we make the failing, like start at a, at a C, like either you got a B or an A, right? The, the honor roll cutoff, either you got a B or an A, right? If you got C's, no honor roll, right? And you can't make honor roll, you can't make personal honor roll. You, 500, 500 to 600 credit score, you should not be getting, you should not be getting issued debt. 300 to 500, why are you here? You need to go to work. You need to generate income. That, it, sorry for smacking y'all. This is where it gets frustrating where it's like, if if you're, for me personally, if it don't start with a seven, and even you know 700 is low. But if you if your number don't start with a seven or an eight, if that hundredth place is not a seven or an eight, you need to get you need to not touch debt at all. And really, that number, I mean, in all honesty, to tell you the truth, if you if you know if you're not in the super prime range, in short, imagine not passing you know, the class, not getting A in the class, and it's all open book. The whole class is open book, and you can work with your classmates. That's how easy it is to get the super prime range from 781 to 850. Once you get past that threshold that just, you know, you just have new credit, so your credit score is low. Once you get past that, where you don't, you're not considered, you know, someone who has new credit, so your credit score is real low. Once you get out of that timeline or that time range that I say, it is nothing to have super prime. 
if you are not in that range, if you are in class and it's open book and you can ask the teacher for help and the teacher will give you the answers when you ask them for help and you can work with your classmate, you the internet, chat, GPT, everything, all this AI, and you still don't get an A, nah, you don't get to retake this class. That's on you. We're kicking you out. All right. How learn loan terms affect your monthly car payment? What does that mean? We mean how to learn loan terms. The terms, the, never mind. Let's see. Many buyers choose. Uh, oh, I'm bad. I'm thinking of saying terms and terms and condition. Let's talk about the term as in the length of the vehicle or the car loan, should I say? Yes. The longer your term, the lower your car payment. This is simple math. All right. If you got, if you're going to pay back twelve thousand dollars in a year, that's going to be more money than you pay back twelve thousand dollars in six months. Welcome to third grade, right? That's what you learn about division, right? Okay, that's third grade math. All right. Yes, long and then longer term costs you more money because you're paying interest over a longer period of time. Okay, it's showing the math, the math equation. Estimating your car payment. All right, cool. Shout out to Shannon Bradley. Again, what's the average car payment per month? The average monthly. Oh, come on, it's just about that. The average monthly car payment is seven twenty five for new cars and five sixteen for used. Oh my goodness! All right, y'all, locked and loaded. Again, we, we why do we be creeping up on an hour? We'll creep up, creep up. I need to memorize some more data. Data, remember and memorize. Look, y'all. Vehicles. I mean, I talk about car car payments, life insurance, owning a home, but car loans ruin are your uh, family name this vehicle is your um is your car driving your finances into a ditch oh that's a good one we know that i like that title i hope that's that's not too many characters D don't recommend necessities debt payments investments lifestyle if you have a car loan pay it off pay it off pay off all your debt aggressively but car loans once you get it out of your life and do everything you can not to have another one again you already have to pay the maintenance on it depreciating and it depreciates so all the money you put into it you're not going to get it back at least with the house it's going to appreciate not 100 but most of the time your house is going to appreciate so all the maintenance all the stuff you put into it you get that equity back and you get appreciation right that the house appreciates so what you're putting into it, the maintenance, you're going to get that back. You're going to get some growth on that house. Complete opposite for the vehicle. You're going to drive it. You know, I'm going to drive my car until, you know, Bible is worth, you know, $2,000, $1,000. Like, I, I really don't, I, I'm not factoring in how much my car is going to sell for when I buy get another vehicle. Because that's when, I mean, uh, whatever you're going to get, give me four, give me four. Like, you know, she, she's barely working. So if y'all can give me $2,000, I'll take $2,000. Right? I'm not about to hassle with you. I can barely get it to turn on. Anyways. Car loans, cars in general, but the car loan monthly average payment increase is getting out of control. I swear the last time I saw these numbers before and I was seeing 700. I don't ever remember the average monthly car payment being $600. I don't ever mean, I remember it went from 500 to 700. It was just like, what happened? All right. So for those of you who do have a car loan, again, assess these debt payments, investments, lifestyle. After you take care of your necessities, in short, put your car payment usually in that, but you can put it in the debt payments section as well. Once you list out your debt, smallest to largest, you work the debt snowball, you pay off the smallest balance. Then after you do that, you roll that minimum payment over to the next smallest one, regardless of interest rate, again, smallest to largest balance, and you just knock that stuff out. For most people, depending on how long you've had your car, your car loan is going to, excluding your house, 
is like going to be your second largest behind your student loans. So it's going to be student loans is your largest one, and then car loans second. You might have more credit card debt, but again, you're going to itemize everything. So you got five credit cards at twenty thousand, you got a fifteen thousand dollar car loan, but those five credit cards are all you know four thousand a piece. So you're going to pay them off before you get to your car. Regardless, if you want to do this that snowball, the avalanche, you still got to put X amount of dollars a month towards your debt to pay it off in this timeline. Interest usually ends up being negligible in both cases. Regardless, once you do pay off your car, if you do have a car loan, do everything you can, everything you can to not have to take out another car loan again. Personal. If you decide to do it from a business standpoint, tax write off. That's a whole other conversation. You know, that's that's not super in my wheelhouse, all right, on the business side. But personal side, don't ever do it again. If you have a car loan, never do it again. I'll never have another car loan. I just I got married into one. We we handle it, and then it will look. We're not gonna have never have one ever again. Never again. No, if my kids got a car loan, that's because that's the decision they made. But um, you know, we don't they will not be in a household where we nope, no car, no car loans. They destroy you financially. And I know the great thing about cars, and I know the, <laughs> And this is where where they call it, you know, getting fleeced for your phone. This is how I know they got y'all. And you're not talking about leasing that all for a car either. But once they start allowing you to put your cell phone on payments, how y'all putting the cell phone on car phones? Putting the cell phone on car payments. How you got a phone payment? If you're gonna if you're gonna take out debt or lease, however you want to look at it, if you're not gonna pay for your phone outright, I know damn sure you're probably also gonna, you know, I pay for your car cash too. And the, your phone's barely at well iPhone keep going over a thousand. It's about to be two thousand, probably a couple years. It might be two thousand this year, but yes, phones do go up, you know, in price. But hey, you might look whether you like it or not. Apple is a luxury technology brand. It is that's why it costs so damn much. Not that it's the best tech wise, but it, their stuff has high, a high price tag. iPhones cost a lot of. It's, I think is iPhone the most expensive cell phone. God damn. Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 5, one terabyte. See, I, I want to compare a terabyte. It's saying it's 20, 21, almost $2,200. I can't share the screen. I'm not sharing the screen. Don't worry about it. Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 5, one terabyte. And this is on the Samsung site, it looks like. Yep. They want almost 20. They want over, they want over two racks for this phone. The 256 gigabyte, which is the smallest size they offer from a storage standpoint, is $1,800. My God. That's the, they got. I think that's probably. Now I'm seeing phones for almost five thousand. These might be uh, classic phones. Regardless, cell phones cost a lot, but some of y'all might. Some of you might not need to get the pro. You might get the, you know, get the. I got the iPhone 12 Pro. Some of you might just need to get the iPhone, you know, 12, the iPhone, you know, 15, whatever is coming out next. You don't need the pro version. You don't need the most expensive one because you can afford that. And you might not need to get the latest iPhone. You might need to, you know, get a 12 or a 13, right, and work your way up. All right, but that's it, y'all. Locked and loaded. End of the episode. Make sure I hit that like button. I told, forgot to tell y'all to leave a comment and all that type of stuff when I was talking because the car loan, the car stuff was, I was in shock for some of that stuff. But make sure you leave a like, rate, and review. Leave a comment. Let Jordan and myself know how you felt about this video and any topics you want us to discuss. And you can also DM us any comments, feedback, questions, concerns as well again my information as well as my co-host jordan's information is in the show notes jordan stop stalling jay twitter instagram and tiktok his business page finally fit 06 instagram finally fit facebook finally fit.live is where you go to to sign up for the virtual training sessions which are at 5 30 a.m on monday and wednesday 
Eastern Standard Time, and you get access to the virtual drive with all the classes if you miss something, and you get a once a month check-in with Jordan. No check-in on your fitness goals and diet as well. Myself, Sideline underscore Corey, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. My financial coaching information is in the show notes and on Twitter and Instagram as far as a link tree. All right. Don't let these cars destroy you, y'all. Cars destroy people. And it's insane to see how nothing, I mean, it makes sense that the price goes up because over time, right? Inflation. But the way these car loan minimum payment averages are going high, the rate at which they're increasing, it is getting out of control. And these student loans are about to start back up. About to get real, real messy, y'all. All right, y'all. That's it. Again, if you have any questions, concerns, just let us know. But if not, y'all know how I end it. Remember to save more. Or we end it, but you know, this is myself right now. Remember to save more and say less. Shout out to Jordan, my brother Jordan. Remember to save more and say less. Keep making better your best. And I'll catch y'all in the next one.